I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously and, uh, well, two thirds of us are here in the Rugby Dungeon reflecting on a big day, the Lions Squad announcement. JB, yeah. how you doing? I'm very well mate, how are you? I'm, I'm alright, Phil's out for dinner. I know, pathetic isn't it? <laughs> outside! I'm de- I know, who'd want to be outside in this? I'm delighted that he's having a miserable time. <laughs> he will be as well. I haven't been in a, a single pub garden yet and uh, the weather has has put paid to that for the time being. So I went for a pint last night. Went for a nice long walk around Didsbury and then we stopped off and had a singular pint and it was lovely. Was Lions the topic of conversation last night? Um, no. The only Lions news that cut through the chatter of daily life, because I was out with civilians yesterday, was uh, Mike Phillips. So did you hear what Mike Phillips tweeted? No. Nope. So it's in that li- along the lines of, if you're thinking about being a lion tonight, it's not for you. Lions, no. Wow. <laughs> and that did get their attention. So that's the only bit of Lions chat that we had on Do you think Courtney Laws or Johnny Hill well. knew? Or Bundyaki, do you think they knew? Well, I mean, we, we'll hear from Courtney Laws himself very soon. Yes, that's a very good point. On this podcast, uh, we have already brought you two po- uh, podcasts in your feed right now. This is a third, and this one is going to feature two 2021 British and Irish Lions and... Also going to feature a very special announcement. If hopefully through this effort and this time and this graft that we're putting in, and, and JB on getting those two the two guys to be revealed in a little bit on on the phone, when there must have been so many people asking for their time. Uh, if that's not enough to to get your support by hitting subscribe in your podcast feed, go into our YouTube channel and supporting us on Patreon because all these things are only possible because of the people that support us and thank you very much for that patreon.com slash egg chasers then uh, yeah get involved because um, for, for, for a bunch of no ones with no backers nobody's, starting it from nobody's. the ground up doing alright we, we're such nobodies we were mentioned on The Rock by Stephen Jones <laughs> that's, that's what nobodies that, that we are so uh, yes yeah, so all of that's coming and, and, and as JB says he's managed to fix up I haven't heard the interviews yet. I'm really looking forward to them, but two British and Irish lions. Did you watch the whole live stream or programme or whatever you did? Oh, God, it wasn't good, was it? I caught bits and bobs because I was getting ready to Lucky do my radio. You. I was getting ready to do my radio show. So I was keep. I was, truth be told, I was in a meeting and I had it on my phone just glancing over every now and again. But I, I was talking about the NFL draft at the weekend's podcast going, 
we need to make more of a sense of occasion and, in, and enjoy the process. And I saw a lot of people saying, can't they just get on with announcing the names? And I understand that. But also, I quite like the, the, the attempt to make a big event out of it. Problem is, I feel like I've heard it all before. I, no, look, I'm not a good person to ask, OK, because I'll hold my hands up and say, I'm guilty of being too cool for school. I, oh, I'm not bothered about the Lions. I'm not, and actually, I really am bothered. I didn't even realise I was bothered until after the announcement. I think I was just putting it to one side. And I didn't really enjoy the... I didn't enjoy the production they put on. Not necessarily because it was a bad production, although it wasn't a good production. But that's not their fault. They couldn't do much, I think, because of COVID. Yeah. You know, they couldn't have the usual uh, song and dance. So, you know, that's not their fault. They did the best that they possibly could. But I think the reason I didn't enjoy it is, is because I was trying to put it to the back of my mind. I didn't want to deal with it when... It came out. And also, I was silly. I, I fell for a spoof Lions announcement last night, which you should never do. You should never do. What but was there's, that? One, there's one making the rounds, wasn't there? Because simultaneously, uh, the pre- some of the press had got wind of Sam Simmons and Alan Wynne Jones. And disinformation merchants on social media managed to sort of weave that into a leaked lion squad and i've got to say <laughs> i did i did fall for it i did comment comment on that on a few social media groups so i thought that i knew the team i didn't know the team and do you know what delighted because i'm very very happy with this team yeah um a lot of my thoughts on, on the youtube videos picking my squad a, a lot of my thought well 29 out of the out of my 36 choices, Warren Gatling picked 37, and we'll get on to that. Mm. Um, but 29 of them were the people that, that I picked. And I, there were, if, let's talk about the ones that we didn't see coming. Top of that list, Bundiaki. Do you know, I feel stupid for not mentioning him. Yeah. I really do. How do we overlook Bundiaki? He has so many different facets to his game, but one more than anything else. We just need to stop that buzz. There's a little buzz on your. Oh. Just, it's fine. There you go. It's gone. Good. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, um, one more, um, one facet which is probably more than anything else, which is, is physicality, and they need to get over the line. They the, need to get over the line. The three centres, well, four if you, because uh, um, we we can now assume Owen Farrell is probably the the number one twelve in that squad, or at least is one of the centres. But if you include Owen Farrell, the four centres are Owen Farrell, Bundy Hackey, Robbie Henshaw, Chris Harris. That's four big men. Yeah. Now on that, I was talking to a professional centre today. Someone who does this for a living, someone who pays his mortgage by being a centre, who wasn't particularly impressed with the four selections because obviously none of them are ball players, if you think about it. I mean, where are they going to get the extra ball player from? Because there isn't one who sits at fullback looking at this. Maybe Stuart Hogg, because he does flip between 10 and 15. But but you think back to Warren Gatlin Lions squads before, and like I, I instantly thought, Jamie Roberts, Jonathan Davis, one of the best Lions centre pairings there's been. J- Jamie Roberts at, in South Africa twelve years ago mm. as well. So it's you don't you don't necessarily need it, I, and particularly you've talked about it before, having to get things together and have a simple game plan that thirty seven guys can can execute well in a short time frame. Yeah, there is something to that, isn't there? There's maybe something maybe to that. it will be a, a little bit more like that old school thing. And also, South Africa play very much that sort of traditional centre well, centre thing that. going on with a big old hard running 12. And also there is Owen Farrell so it makes me think that perhaps Owen Farrell is destined for 12 even if he is picked, picked as a 10. So yeah. I, I don't know the answer is I don't know. I didn't see this squad selected as it is coming so, uh, so there was, they so certainly don't know what this. So there was Bundiaki 
and yeah, his his physical attributes have got him in, in the squad. Um, the Elliot Daly one. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's for versatility, right? In a small squad. Because I don't, mean, I do, I don't think he's first choice in any position. But the fact he can play well, in pretty much thirteen out, he can cover all positions. He be, might be the ideal man to be number twenty three. I think Elliot Daly might be one of those players like. Um, who was who the who the hell is the guy who used to play at Ulster who and Ospreys and was awesome, just always got picked. Jared Payne, no winger. No. Tommy Bow. Tommy Bow. There you go. Yeah, I think he might be one of those. I think he is a good enough player that he gets picked on his talent alone to play on the wing. I think where he's gone wrong in the last year or so, or two years or three years, is he's been forced into the fifteen yeah. jersey. Yeah, hundred percent. And therefore, we don't see the best of him now. If he's back on the wing. He is absolutely lethal. And people always talk about moving him into 13. Well, I guess you could do that. I definitely think he's an option on the bench. But I think him and um, Anthony Watson on either wing is electric. Oh, there again. As is Josh Adams. That, that's the As one, is Reece Summit. That's the one area. Like, bearing in, I'm giving myself a, a little out here because that he picked a 37th man. So... Every single one. That's the uh, that's the area I was most pleased with in my selection. I got all six of the back three nailed on. Did you? Good. I, I called. I called no Johnny May. Uh, I called Duan Van der Merwe and had Josh Adams in. Yeah. Well, Duan is. Uh, I and do. Not sure he's going to play a test. Do you, what, what do you think? Uh, no. He's just a bit of a calamity in my mind. Well, no. It's interesting. I looked at some of the statistics from the Six Nations, and he only missed a couple of tackles. Um, I think he's potentially liable to be out of position. I, I mean, I think I, I said, I've said already, I think it's the three fullbacks will be the, the test starters. Watson, Williams, Hogg. They're, they're your back three. Watson, Williams, Hogg. So I think it's Hogg, Watson. And Reece Summit, is that what you're saying? Uh, I could go daily. I could, I, could, I could pick any of them. They're awesome. Yeah, they Adam, are. Adam's just they're all awesome. Who's the other one? So we've got Elliot Daly. We've got... Uh, Bundyaki, Johnny Hill. I didn't see that one coming. No, I definitely I'm didn't. Pretty sure I said I would have taken Johnny Hill because of his size. You did, and I think that's what he's there for, isn't he? Just a big, big man. Did you know he used to be at Gloucester? No, he's a Gloucester Academy, and they let him go. Wow, Ugh, make, heartbreaking, isn't it? Wow, you get academy credits, you oh, get England word. credits, you get a big man, you probably well, get home some discount. Well, they've, they've got him as a good left foot kicking option as well inside, uh, yeah. which is important. And also, someone else in the pack, let's, let's mention, Courtney Laws. Uh, how do you want your money? Yes. How do you want your money? Do you want it wired? Do you want cash? We've got a problem here, mate. Yeah. We've got a genuine problem. I'm not sure we can fix this. You're not allowed to gamble, to gamble on rugby, are you? <laughs> is, that, is that getting me off the hook? No. I'll, I'll pay it's you. Not, it's getting you off the hook. Phil's going to have to pay me. Oh, Phil, you're right, actually. Phil's going to have to pay me. There, so, no... if you missed the podcast at the week uh, on our Lions pod, JB was so certain Courtney Laws would get selected that he, uh, he bet me 10 Ten pounds. <laughs> yeah. So do you, I'm not allowed to bet or gamble on rugby. So you're quite right. Phil yeah, will have to pay Phil the ten Phil pounds. Has to pay that. That's the only way thanks, we can J- get on. It's fine. Thanks for saving my job, JB. I appreciate that. Well, thank Phil. Um, <laughs> Cheers, Phil. Here's something. I think I can offer him a bit of insight here. Not much insight, but a bit of insight. Genuinely, Courtney Laws did not know he he was going, as you'll find out later on, uh, because I've pre-recorded the interview with him. Um, but I do know that the coaches were texting people, sniffing around. Now, what's interesting is they seem never to contact the player. It's always the conditioning staff. It's always 
their mates. It's always someone who maybe if you're an, an international in uh, a certain country where a coach is from, they'll they'll text the player saying, "Hey, look, is I don't know, make up the player is so." So, for example, I'm not saying this has happened, but. Uh... Is it McBride, one of the forwards coaches? Yes. Or he, he might text Dan Bigger and go, uh, how's Courts doing? Exactly right. Exactly right. So they don't text directly, but I have seen texts from coaches asking, how is XYZ doing? You know, and we're going to come down and look at it. Well, and uh, well uh, all I can say is, um, whether it, uh, w- if it was my £10, I, I say it's Phil's now, but let's, for the sake of it, I think that it would be, if I was allowed to uh, gamble and spend that, mm. it would be the happiest £10 I would hand over because... Courtney Laws is one of my favourite rugby players for both the way that he operates on the field where he's absolutely brutal and fearless and that's what's got him into the British and Irish Lions but also because he's fearless off the field as well. He's awesome, isn't he? He's he's, he- he's, he's a true role model for rugby. What he's achieved and the way he holds himself. There is nobody more authentic than Courtney Laws on and off the field, and that's what I really admire about him. He takes so much crap from people mm. for just speaking his mind and saying what he thinks with totally reasonable, rational thoughts. People give him all sorts of crap, and he doesn't care. And then he goes out on the field and he behaves with the same kind of belligerent uh, your I'm intensity. Add, intensity, yeah. And intensity. I absolutely love him. And with that, let's 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 hear from Courtney. Then JB, fair play for getting this, mate. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. So, um, you were pretty certain I guess I'll go make earlier on in the week that you weren't going to get a call. Were, were you serious about that or were you just playing it cool? Uh, yeah, I was serious because I haven't played any, any rugby. Do you know what I mean? Like, I literally, I played two games for England in the last year. Um, so, I just didn't think that with the form that some of the other guys were in that He'd go with some somebody that hadn't played much rugby. I know, like I've got a lot of history in that. But then, um, always in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm probably not a bad pick because I can play six. I can play second row. There's no, there's nobody else really like me still in terms of um, the physicality, ball carrying, big hitting, and can still jump in the line out kind of um, stuff. So I knew I, I knew I had that going for me, and that I might I might get in because of that, but I couldn't. I, d- I didn't see it. Um, yeah, that's basically exactly what I thought. Which is how how are you going to go go about beating South Africa? Well, you're going to need something. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm basically in the same. I, I had the same line as line of thought as you, which is it's almost like a necessity. Yeah. Uh, now, last time South Africa played, I can't believe this. Last time South Africa played, it was World Cup final. Obviously, yeah, you, were the, you were on the wrong, wrong end of that. Uh, do you have a score to settle with them personally? And also, how do you go about beating them now you know what you know? Um, I don't. I wouldn't say I've got a personal score to settle, although, of course, um, I'm a competitive person and, you know, we're going there to win 100%. So, um, And then in terms of going about beating them, I think first and foremost, you have to match them physically. Um, and then you, you have to, I guess, uh, be able to, put your game plan onto them and, and execute it properly. And I think with the quality of player that we've got and the, the kind of wheels and power we've got in the in the in the backs there, we're, we're gonna be alright. As long as we match them in the forwards physically and, and you know scrum line out operates well, 
then uh, then you're going to we're we're definitely going to give ourselves a shot. Now, I was lucky enough to chat to uh, Bigger uh, earlier on today. He says it's really interesting, and I guess it applies to you too because you're in a sem- similar sort of cap bracket, which is like he's getting to a, a place in his career now where people don't even text him now when he plays international. It's just one like just ju- just one of those things. Lions is a different thing altogether. So how busy have you been after your name was announced um, in training? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot. Of, I've still not got through all the replies yet. But yeah, yeah, loads. Literally, my phone's been going off constantly. It's absolutely incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. But it, it is one of them things. It's, it is like the pinnacle of um, a kind of Northern Hemisphere team or, you know, um, the British... The British Lions. It's, if you live on this this little island, this is the pinnacle of, of your rugby, and it comes around once every four years. And not only have you got to be fit, you've got to be in form, mm. you've got to be better than the other players. Do you know what I mean? And you've got to, yeah. And it's just there's no real way of describing how you know difficult it is to to be a British and Irish Lion. Yeah. Now uh, we we spoke about this briefly before. You're not a massive sports fan, but you do love play, playing the game. Yes, yeah, um, very much. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not a big like fan of watching sports and stuff like that. I'm just a, a good competitor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to play. Um, I want to win, and I want to get better. Whatever I do, whatever sport it is, and um, and I love playing rugby, and I love doing that exact thing. I, I want to better. I'm always. I want to be better. I'm always striving to get better um, and improve myself and. Um, and I love team sports as well because I like being able to do my part for the team. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm always amazed when I say, "Like, hey, courts, have you watched uh, Saints? Saints?" And you go, "No, I've not got BT Sport." It just blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind that the only way you can get in, get really into the Lions is if you're picked and, uh, and you're gonna and you're gonna play for them, which is absolutely awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's class. Yeah. Uh, do you do you feel any additional pressure going into this one? Uh. Not, not really. I mean, I suppose I would. I feel like um, I don't feel like it's pressure, but I feel like I've just got to go and kind of show why I've been picked. Mm. But I've got no doubt in my mind that I'm capable of doing that. So I'm not. I don't feel any pressured by it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I remember looking at all the social media coming out of England during the World Cup, and it just looked like. You were all really well looked after, very happy camp, and part of that was being able to do all the bits, bits and pieces that you do on tour, whether it be you know eating eating sushi or you know whatever it is. Mm. Um, how was the last international um, camp that that, that that you went to? And do you think that all this COVID stuff and the bubbles is going to be more difficult for the Lions? Yeah, I think so, definitely, and I think. Um... I don't know exactly how it's going to work yet, but depending on how much time you're going to have to be away from, especially with so many players, with families and stuff like that, um, it's going to get interesting. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, only time will tell because I don't know exactly what's going to happen yet. But um, in the Six Nations, it was quite tough because um, obviously you had really reduced kind of social time and stuff, like dramatically. And while, while that's didn't really bother me because i'm happy either way like yeah i'm quite happy in my own company um and i'm quite happy chilling with the lads and, and being social so it, it didn't bother me i just spent more time 
than I normally would in my room. Um, but I know a lot of boys really struggled. Um, and I think that really, um, that really kind of, I don't know, showed on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a weird one, isn't it? Right. Because I think that the traditional idea of the Lions, because they're much longer tours than, say, England go away. So, so yeah, yeah, you need a tourist, you need a bit of a lad, someone who's fun to be around. And that's, I don't disagree with that. I do think with these bubbles, though, maybe the profile of the Lions has to be a little bit more professional. Not the, not anyway, but you can't really be desperate to get out. I think you've got to be focused on what's going uh, what's going on around you. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and, yeah, I, don't, I suppose uh, we certainly haven't got any hasks this year. But, um, <laughs> but uh, no, we'll see. We'll see what the boys are like. Hopefully, hopefully, if we're in our bubble, we can just crack on. Do you know what I mean? We can mm. spend time together on that. Um, so, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, when you're with England, training is brutal, isn't it? It's not like it's not like your club training. It is like a, a level above. Yeah. When you go to the Lions, do they lay off you a bit? Because I guess you're already the best. I mean, you're already the best of the of the four nations anyway. If you're not fit by this point, is there any point in beasting you? What is the what is the regime? Where do they think they're going to get the most out of you as a team? Um, so yeah, the, I think the first. I remember the first couple of weeks, or I didn't play in the first um, game that we had on tour, and I remember we did a training session that was quite tough and had a bit of fitness in it, and that nothing like unbelievable, but it was, it was pretty tough. But mm. generally, no, the the camps are not as, or in my experience from from the last tour, uh, England camps quite a bit tougher, yeah, um, and yeah, the the sessions. You are a lot more physical, um, a lot more intense, um, and I think that I think it's just two very different teams, um, to be honest. And I don't think I think the Lions, although it's obviously we want to be we're there for a reason, it's also there to be really enjoyed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's something that happens once every four years, and I think everyone wants to go out, out there and enjoy it and really, you know, um, really appreciate. Uh, being out there and it's not the same way you you know you do it every I don't know three months every year it's not it's not the same you do this you know maybe three months every four years so you don't you if, don't want to get, get flogged if you're lucky yeah yeah so what in your experience and what is the difference between an international camp and the Lions camp are they looking for something are they looking at the players as individuals as in he's really good he's really good are they looking at you in terms of how quickly can you settle into partnerships? How quickly can you build cohesion? I'm not sure. I think it's probably a, a mix of both. Um, because um, I know I know there's obviously occasions where, um, that, you know, players will be in the team because they have good kind of cohesion or, or leadership or, or anything like mm-hmm. that. And, and therefore, you might be left out if you're not as, even if you're more, you know, on better form or whatever. But generally, they'll they'll pick the the best the best form players, um, and I think that's the that's the best way to go to, go about it. Now, important stuff. Um, are your kids old enough to understand what's going on now? <laughs> no, really. What a waste. So, my missus tried to uh, explain to the kids. Well, she did explain to them, but they still didn't really get it. Like, my oldest is seven and my little boy's six. 
And so while they while they understand that I've got in this team that's quite hard to get into, they don't know much. <laughs> they don't understand this yeah. much beyond that, you know. For, for all that they know, you're just playing in, playing at the local rugby club. Yeah, just, pretty just much, get, yeah. going away on holiday. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> and who was the first per- who was the first first person you phoned? Did, did your parents watch the announcement live, or did they wait for you to call, or how did that how did that go down? I don't know. Uh, my mum texted me because I, I was training, and then I came back and um, I called my missus and that. Um, so she was the first person I spoke to, and then um, I spoke to my mum since then. Uh, but I don't know how they watched it actually. Oh, but it's you know it's pretty much five minutes after it's been announced, everybody knows anyway, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty amazing stuff. And at no point did the coaches contact you to you know, see how you were doing. I mean, actually, I think I've got a bit of an insight here. So I think mm-hmm. the coaches text other people around the camp, but they don't text the player themselves. Is my feeling? Yeah, I th- yeah, that is exactly what happened. So, um. Yeah, so they basically asked my conditioner where I was at. Mm. Um, I'm not sure when, like a couple of weeks ago or something. I was asking where I'm at, what way. He didn't tell me until after the announcement and stuff, but was asking my weight and bits of details and stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah, they were in touch with the people around and the coaches knew before I did. The coaches knew before. Oh, did they? But nobody. I was (laughs) standing in the coaching room like, yeah, I don't think I'm going last. No, really. <laughs> Everyone goes silent and looks at the floor. Yeah, literally. But no, it's all, uh, and it's, how is your how is your fitness and how is your weight? Do you feel that you're that that you're underweight? Do you need to um, do you need to put put some more on? In fact, I hear you've been working on your legs a lot. Yeah, yeah, I've been really trying to put a, not necessarily put lots of weight on my legs or anything like that because I'm never going to have really big legs, but just get get strong, uh, maybe. Put a little bit, a little bit of timber on, um, and I'm yeah, I've, I've, I'm I'm heavy at the minute. I'm about one eighteen. We did one eighteen and a half last last week, um, but I want to drop that a little bit because I don't want to be too heavy. Felt a bit heavy running around. Uh, I want to be somewhere between one seventeen, one eighteen, and then I think that's right a really good weight for me to kind of hit, um, you know, make my hits, um, carry well and stuff, and still be mobile like mm-hmm. I am and still be able to use my feet and, and my footwork around contact area so Warren sits you down tomorrow not to be presumptuous of course because we never know what's going to happen there's still a long way to go till some, some test match yet but mm-hmm. he asks you which position do you think you're going to be most effective at to beat, beat the spring box what what would you what would you tell him um, I think I'll probably be most effective at six um, because I'll add a little bit more weight to the scrum than a, a normal six. Obviously, I'm used to row. Sec- well, I suppose I've played second row in a good while now, but um, I've, I've played. I packed down at second row my whole life, so I'm, I'd imagine I'll be a bit more, bit better at scrumming mm. um, than most sixes. Um, and I also give us that line option, yeah. as well as the as well as the physicality you need to play South Africa. Um, and then you've got room for obviously Alan Wynn will, will most likely start, and then. Uh, I don't know whoever the second row he wants to pick. They'll be tight head, tight head lock. So I think I think I'll probably be probably be most utilised at six. But and because there's so many second rows as well, so they really are. Yeah, yeah. And you're not actually the biggest lot of second rows either. I was looking at the 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 weights and sizes of South Africans, and not that it comes down to you know top trumps, who's biggest, who's tallest, so on and so forth. But actually, as a group, they are 
a bit smaller than the uh, than the South Africans, which is strange actually, because the Lions usually travel with uh, a you know a physical advantage. Mm. No, definitely. I mean, we're all very mobile, you know. Mm. We're and we're all we're all uh, we're all ba- we're basically either really mobile, um, you know, athletic second rows, or we're we're workhorses and work rate players. So um, yeah, we're a bit we're a bit lighter. I think most of us will probably be one under under 120 or around that mark so yeah not the biggest pack the second rows but make up for it now with your spare time on tour you're going to be packing any books uh i'm not really a big book man i like watching um like series and stuff mm-hmm. even documentaries and that and, and playing games mostly that's, <laughs> that's are you a gamer <laughs> i'm a gamer i was yeah, not aware of this You've, yeah, you strike me as too I'm, thoughtful to be a gamer. <laughs> no, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a mixed bag, mate. Uh, no, I love gaming, always, and it's the same again. I like being competitive, so I like playing games so I can play with other people and be better than them. At, basically, <laughs> well, I was, I, I was wondering if this is going to be the solution for the Lions, which is if everyone's going to be locked up in 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 their rooms, make sure they've got the game systems that they actually need. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but no, I'll be sweet. I'll, I'll have my my setup going on out there, and I'll be I'll be happy as Larry. What's the um? What is the main game between the England lads? Uh, the England lads in the Six Nations was uh, COD. Ah, of course it is. Of course it is. Mm. Classic. And last question, mate, because you've been more than generous with your time, and I know you need to get off. What was the um? What was the bigger news? What was the bigger uh, event for you today? Being announced for the Lions, or letting it known to the public that you own a peloton? <laughs> this guy. Listen, <laughs> I don't own the Peloton. Right? Sounds I'm, like you do. I'm, I'm making. Um. Um. It was my missus' birthday present, and I'm glad it arrived today because she's gonna have to look after the kids while I'm away. So, um. Hey, I'm gonna be buying plenty more things that my missus needs before I leave. I promise you. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I bet. Well, look, I would. I would tell the world about you using Peloton if you don't tell any, um, anyone about my CrossFit, and we'll leave it there. Okay, sounds good, bro. You got to do. Sound, mate. Congratulations. Great news for Cheers. you. Great news for your family. And uh, yeah, enjoy it, mate. I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Take it easy, mate. Mate, well done. What a guy. Well, it wasn't really me doing much, is it? No, it's great. It's really good. I really enjoyed that interview, and um, I, I'm I can only commend you for that, and for also for not just going. I love you at the end because <laughs> I'd have been tempted. See you soon. I'd have been tempted. <laughs> I love you. What's the, what's the Peloton story? Yeah. What's going on there? He bought a Peloton. Yeah, well, clearly, but uh, like, how did you know he bought a Peloton? Because we tried to do the interview at six o'clock and then the phone went dead and he said, yeah, sorry, mate, I, my wife's got a Peloton. I was like, you got a Peloton? You've got a Peloton? You? You're trying to put weight on your legs. Yeah. So, uh, do you know what? Seriously, no, he will end up with over 100 caps, two Lions tours and <laughs> just doesn't get the recognition for it at all. He doesn't get the recognition for it and as, as I sort of hinted at earlier, there'll still be a, a bunch of so-called rugby fans who will uh, malign the guy, but mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know how you can think anything other than just uh, huge respect for the man. Now, really well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The fact that he's in the team and the fact that Johnny Hill's there tells me they want to do something. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think Courtney actually summed it up perfectly when he when he said they've either got work rate players who are just going to hit rocks for days and just keep going massive engines. And Johnny Hill is one. Alan Wynne-Jones is another. Tideburn's a bit of a balance. But, but actually, all you've got um, like really mobile guys with very unique skill sets really athletic, like Marrow, like Courtney, like Tyg Byrne. So, yeah, it's really interesting. And Henderson is a workhorse as well. There you yeah, go. so there's some really strange things going on here because of co- I'm just focused on the second rows because I honestly think this is where it's going to be won or lost. I think the South African second rows are so high quality and they're so good that they have, well, three starting. I mean, you could easily uh, put, well, depends. Do you call Peter Steph the toy second row? Probably not, but, you know, he's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely enormous. Then you've got Mostar on the bench. Uh, I think Snayman's injured for the for the entire tour. Mm. Not that it matters, because they've probably no. got six or seven other massive guys to yeah, bring in. Yeah, 100%. Too. It's quite interesting that Courtney said what you need to do, and a great question, what what have you learned from you know losing in the final? And he said, you've got, you've got to match them physically and, and, and then impose your own game on top. There's been quite a lot of people that are saying, and when I was making the series of videos, quite, quite a few of the comments when I was going, you need robust centres. That's why I've picked the centres I've picked. You need mm. solid, hard centres. People go, no, you, you need to play a different game. You, you can't fight what fire. Game? What, what is this mythical fire game? Fire. Yeah. What is this? Well, uh, I mean, in, in, in 97, they did play a quicker game. They had a more mobile front five, but they still had a massive back row and they had Scott Gibbs in the centre. So yeah. they still, you need hardness. I don't disagree that sometimes a mobile team can be a bigger team. It's very rare at international level because everybody's bloody good. Well, as we talked about in yeah. the podcast the weekend, everybody's you need good. both. You need both. That's it. You need both. My, my South thought, Africa have got Colby and Mapimpi. Get over the gain line. And if you get over the line, gain line, then have a conference about how, about how to be creative. <laughs> but, don't, but don't do the creative stuff. Like, yeah, here we go. You're going to be super creative. No, no, no. Get over the gain line. Let's talk Sam Simmons and that back row that, then in, t- in terms of getting over the well, gain line. Well, he's, so he's picked... Who do you... Well, okay. I think Sam Simmons might be the 37th name on the list because he picked one more player than he said he was going to. And I just look at that and go, the three sevens that he took, Curry, Tipperick, Watson, they picked themselves because they're class. Mm. The three number eights, however, I, d- I thought... All very different, aren't they? I didn't think he would take three eights. And they're all very different eights. Yeah. So, let's assume Falatel starts, like a Lifetime Achievement Award, because... Yep. You know, yeah, he, he will. He, he will. So, we assume that he starts. Um, Conan and Simmons are very different. Yeah. Now, what do you think of when you think of Simmons... Fast, energy. elusive, energy, yeah, explosive. Yeah, and I wonder if they have picked him for a job because, let's be honest, I'm sure people will disagree with this, if you're picking a Lions, tour, uh, a Lions squad, your first port of call is always the current internationals. So if you're going to have like a midweek game, yeah. you'd probably go and get the current international who's the third best international. 
If you're going to get someone outside of the squad to bring in, well, there's no point in bringing Sam Simmons in to play the midweek in internationals. I'd say another guy has earned that. You bring him in because you want him to play a part in the tests. I'm certain on, on that. That's a really that's kind of what I'm at. I think he was sort of thinking, and again, we talk about talk about the size of South Africa, and you have to match them. I think actually, Jack Conan is the second best number eight out mm. of the the four home nations from what we saw in the Six Nations. There's no question. But Sam Simmons has got such a unique skill set. I think you might be right. Yeah, he's a, he's a little secret weapon. Energy, energy, energy. Yeah, and I wonder how they're going to stitch it. I mean, obviously, we've just spent God knows how long guessing who's going to be in the squad. Well, that's now. That's now. Now we need to guess who's going to be in the test team. And uh, yeah, I, I can't help but think Hill is there for a reason. Simmons is there for a reason. But what reason it is I don't know. Maybe they come off the bench. But Hill can work hard. That's the other thing as well. Yeah. Really hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Henderson will. Possibly be the bench man there. But anyway, it's, it's really, really good. I'm, I was delighted to see Sam Simmons there. Um, th- there was one point made by a long-time listener, Eddie Stevens, mm-hmm. who said that um, had Eddie Jones been the Lions coach and picked these 37 players, loads of people would have kicked off because there's 11 Englishmen. Make no mistake about this. Politics is at play here. I have no doubt the next England coach is going to be Warren Gatland. There is no doubt in my mind. <laughs> they have the biggest budgets. They have the best players. He is the best coach. He knows them all. If you, if you can do some, do some favours now, that will come, that'll that, come back. No. The, the, two things the are, best thing for his reputation is winning a Lions series oh, yeah. in South Africa. So he's not going to be... And the second he's best. not going to sacrifice that for what might be happening in the future. Well, I don't think this squad selection, particularly Sam Simmons, paints Eddie Jones in a good light. Particularly if he wins. But it is only Sam Simmons, because actually, what I thought, the reverse of that is, in a funny way, this Lions squad selection vindicates Eddie Jones a bit, because if you take Sam Simmons out of the equation, there's five Saracens guys that are going. Yeah, 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 that's a bloody good point. And Eddie Jones persevered with them, and Warren Gatland is persevering with them. I do... I'm more confident about this team now I've seen it on paper than before. However, I wouldn't have picked this many Saracens. I would have gone with Atoji. I would have gone with Atoji. Farrell, come on. Not for me. No. I, don't, I don't think he's... He's there as a backup fly-off, do you reckon? No, no, no Vunapola? Um, Mako, perhaps? I would rather take... On current form, I would probably take Marla. Mm-hmm. Probably take Marla. Uh, so, no, no, there's only one Saracen. That, oh, hang on. I would maybe take Elliot Daly. I would maybe take, take him. And I would maybe... I mean, I can honestly see why you would want Farrell. I have now come to the conclusion, as I said in that in- interview, all the guys you want for this tour are the ultra-professionals because, you know, do you really want uh, a load of guys who are 23, at the, you know, the height of their career, wanting to go out into Cape Town, or do you want Johnny May who just wants his foam roller to stretch out his hamstring? I don't know. Tinder.za. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you which one is safer for COVID bubbles? <laughs> George Ford, Johnny May, Owen Farrell. They are safest for COVID bubbles. Yeah. Well, it was uh, as well, Scottish fans will be delighted to see eight Scottish players in the squad. And rightly so. I, I mean, I think every one of them. Yeah, I don't argue with any the... of them. Uh, and in, in the squads that I picked, I, I had five Scottish players. However, in the final video that I did, finalising in my squad, I was like Sutherland, I could totally see it, loose head and Vegas and I could totally see it tight head. So, but yeah, fair play Scotland. Mm. 
Yeah, Ferguson, I struggle, maybe off the bench. Maybe off the bench. Well, he he was he's the one that took the place of Sinclair. Can we just talk about something really serious? Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, why are they doing the names in alphabetical order? It's absolutely ridiculous. How would you do it? Like position by position. Position wise, they've got numbers. They've got numbers. Actual numbers. <laughs> do it by the numbers. I don't have. I don't like looking at my squad and going. Hang on, who are the tight heads here? And you've got to go through God knows how many players. Do it by the numbers. It's ridiculous. Well, that, then he might be giving, like Courtney might be going, oh, but oh, well, Courtney's sort of both, and so is Ty Byrne, maybe both, second row and back row, Owen Farrell, 10, point. 12. That is a good point. Okay, tighter props, lose. Uh, front rows, second rows, back rows. Front rows, front rows, back fives. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Yeah. We don't need to do it in alphabetical order. It was nice to hear Courtney talk about the sort of tradition, it being the pinnacle, and I thought it was quite quite a nice and very... Very appropriate little juxtaposition today that you had th- this current crop of lions being picked on the same day of John Dawes funeral. The, oh, yeah. o- the only lions cap, the only lions captain ever to win in New Zealand, and one of only five captains of any rugby side to win a Test series in New Zealand. So uh, he had his funeral today, and um, yeah, I just I, 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 that's the one thing about the lions: the, the tradition, the history. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, we've got a big announcement. We've got a Lions-based announcement, actually. Let's do that now, JB. Go for it. You- so, on the weekend of the first Lions test, which is the third... Let me, let me get it up for you now. The, it is, fr- starting on Friday, the 23rd of July. There's something buzzing. Can you move that little... That, that, no, no, move the, um, the, the screen away from the wire. I wonder if that's, that's where it's touching. That might be causing cool, it. Yeah, it's gone away. That's it. Wonderful. That's what it is. Uh, on. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Let me get this right. On. 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 Uh, on. The weekend of. Thank you. The 23rd of July. Oh, so that's the final test. Okay. Is it? I think so, yeah. I think it's the first test. No, no first test is like the... Oh, no, no, of course, because they're at the end of the month. Yes. We anyway. are going. Yeah, the weekend of the 23rd, 24th of July. That weekend. To wait for it. It's a big one, this. Yeah. North Dorset Sevens. North Dorset Sevens. Yeah. I quite like that. It's it's a little bit like <laughs> Alan Partridge's North North Norfolk Digital. It's, we're a little, going, it's a little bit like Western Samoa. Yeah, we're yeah. going we're going to the North Dorset Sevens where we are entering an Egg Chasers team into the Social Cup. Mm-hmm. So we'll win that, obviously standard. Standard. Um, we are going to be there for the weekend in Gillingham in Dorset, nice part of the world, and good crack. Loads of rugby teams and rugby fans, so you can enter your team right now. You can come along and play. And when we're there on the Sunday, they'll definitely be happening on the Sunday. We'll be doing a live podcast. Yeah. Now, the podcast uh, no, is the podcast post Lions. Post Lions, okay. Yeah. So on the Friday evening, we might have an event. We yeah. might even have a special rugby guest. Yeah, to be confirmed for you. Then we can all watch along the Lions, which would be great. In amongst, in amongst playing and drinking, dripping exactly things we enjoy. Sunday when we're hungover, we're going to try and attempt a podcast. And now this is a ticketed event. If you are a patron, we will give you all the information that you need. Yeah, and this is, is this, this is where the support you've given us over this time comes back in. Because as, as has always been there on the Patreon thing, one of the things we want to do is start doing more live events. And we've said priority tickets for uh, patrons. So patreon.com slash eggchasers. And as JB said, if you are a patron. We will give you all of the information and we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, the... 
you cannot tell South Dorset that this is North going Dorset. down. Oh, no, oh, no, right, no, right. no, 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 no. We can't tell South Dorset. Oh, no, God. We've got, we've got lots of listeners in South Dorset. We don't huge, huge beef. No, this is strictly for locals of North Dorset only. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you've got, wherever you're from, if you can cobble together a, a Sevens team to come down and play, have a weekend, just well, having a good old time watching the just Lions. Just come watch. Just come watch yeah, and drink. You can come and watch the Sevens and the Lions test and party and come and watch the live podcast or you can come along get a team together and i'm thinking maybe we need to start giving a shout out for ring for not ringers <clears throat> for players li- li- for players player for listeners. our team player listeners player yeah. listeners if if you're a player you've that, got to be good though you, you can't be you can't be over 30 uh, only we uh, can be over 30 you can't be under 30 no isn't the social cup over 30 and over or is yeah, it anyone? No, we, we want to win it Oh, right, right, yeah. So we can be we over... We need someone to we lower, be our, lower our average age, or you have to be really, really yeah, good. Yeah, send in videos. Send in videos. If you've got an agent or if you get paid professionally, please you send we in... get Rob Vickerman s- to play for us? I thought about this. I, th- I, wonder, I wonder if Rob would be free. He, he might be. I, I, I'll, I'll fire him a text. We'll reach out to Rob Vickerman. Maybe he'll, maybe he'd coach us. He'd yeah. be very impressed with what I bring, bring to Sevens. I know he would. Oh. I know he would. Oh, I'm looking forward to getting out there on that paddock. So, yeah, we, we are... Over the coming weeks, we'll be uh, looking to recruit talent for the egg chasers team we'll have to get a, we'll have to get a kit oh god oh god this is really yeah it's really turning in into an endeavor now yeah but yes all that stuff all anyway happened. all of that's coming so you'll be if you're a patron patreon.com forward slash egg chasers all the details will be there uh and other than that keep an eye on at rugby podcast on twitter we'll leave links but the north dorset sevens 23rd 24th that weekend of july lions first test rugby weekend let the boys play. Let the it. boys play, indeed. Uh, so on to the backs. Should I tell you what? Should we hear from Dan Bigger? Yeah, let's do so that. Let's let's hear from Dan Bigger first. Fair play, JB, on this, mate. First and foremost, congratulations, mate. How awesome! Thank. Yeah, thank you. It was. It was um, it's been a bit mad, really, because it's just been like we've been training and then sort of got back, and even though I picked the little one up from nursery at sort of four o'clock, and funnily enough, he's not particularly impressed with uh, with any of that news or anything. So it was a bit of an. Ad- the climax coming home really sort of thing. yeah um, doesn't really get it but uh but no really pleased really really pleased mate nice nice bit of news today it's amazing it, it, it really is tell me how normal your morning was and then tell me your experience of the day afterwards just how busy have you been uh the morning was actually quite chilled because I, I i really and i've said it's loads and loads of people but i was really quite I, t- I just treated it like another day especially because we were in training and uh we were sort of in in work almost so i just and everyone was like oh um you know do pe- have, have people giving you a heads up or people must have given you a heads up for it and i was like well no literally you, it, it is what it is you find out when you when when you get told mm. um so I, I really was quite chill and i just thought well do you know what if it comes it's great and i, and I felt like i'd done you know, done my chances as much as I could have really in, in, over the last sort of month or two. Um, and then when when, when we started training, Chris Boyd called the squad in and just announced it in the middle of a huddle, and the boys sort of gave a bit of bit of stick and uh, and everything like that. And then we just carried on. So the, the phone's been the phone's been mental since then. Uh, 80, I think it was like eighty four WhatsApp messages or something. Amazing. So I, I didn't realize I had eighty four contacts in my phone. So, um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's been it's been a bit of a mad afternoon. It's been busy, but um, do you know what's been? It's been really nice just being able to come home and, and see the the, the missus and, and the little one and just spend a bit of time with them outside of all the the manic sort of uh, manic stuff. Yeah, I, I think from outside looking in, 
Um, everyone's everyone asks the players, you know, how much uh, how much does it mean? Uh, what's it like to be a lion? So on and so forth. I think the one thing which um, gives you an idea of the magnitude of it is actually when you ask people you know, what was on your WhatsApp. And when you say 80 messages, I think that's when you really get a idea of how much it means to maybe maybe more so to people outside of the game rather than the people actually playing the game. Yeah, 100%, mate. I, I, it's, it's funny, like, I've got to the stage now in my career where I don't even get, like, a congratulations from my mum or my missus <laughs> if I get in the well squad or, like, we win a game. It's, it's literally got to that stage, like... Like some games, they don't even like they don't even really watch properly. So I'm at that stage in my career now. Um, but I suppose, yeah, like you said, it, it does make, um, yeah, it, it makes you realise, I suppose, how how popular it was. And, I, and if I'm honest, I wasn't expecting to have as many because I thought, you know, I'd been on it on the on the tour before, and I just maybe I, yeah, I just thought maybe it wouldn't be as as mad as what it was. But it just shows how how special it is. And also, I think the, the really special thing about it is not knowing. Until that, until that live announcement. Yes. Which, which is really sort of, which is really different. Because if if you've made squads or or, or been dropped from squads or or the coaches are going in a different direction, normally you get a bit of a, a phone call the night before, or you get a, you know, a tip off saying, "Oh, look, you're going to be picked to play on Saturday." To, you know, get your head on or whatever. Whereas this is just literally, you're you're like anybody else in the country, just tuned in and waiting to hear your name out so that that that's what makes it really special i think does this tour feel a bit different to you because last time you didn't make the bench unfortunately for the tests yeah but this time i mean i know you would never say this but i'm going to say it for you i think you're the prohibitive favorite to start it does feel like you're well you were just in a, a much better position than last time i think the i think the first thing we should never do is sort of try to second guess Warren Gatlin, I think. Yeah, with, very wise, very the, wise. Uh, the, the squad selection and, and sort of bolters and things he's chucked out there. You never quite know and uh, and I'd never sort of count. But I, like I said, like I said at the start of the, the show, I feel I feel like I'm in good, really good nick at the minute and I feel, and that's why I'm, I've, I've got a little bit of a, a knock on my knee at, at, at the minute, but I'm, I'm just desperate to play Saturday because when you, you know what it's like when you, when you're in good form and when you're, when you're, Play, you know if you, if you're playing well or if yeah. you're playing poorly, and, and and when you're playing well, you want to really try and keep that momentum going and not sort of stop that momentum. Yeah. Uh, and and I suppose it's a, yeah, it is a real big game to be able to get um, into that test. Yeah. Uh, into that setup for uh, for this tour, that would be a huge aim because it was <clears throat> it, it was I actually I thought I played some really good rugby on the 2017 tour, but I was in I was up against Owen and Johnny in their <clears throat> probably in their absolute sort of peak really in terms of um in terms of just two very very difficult people to to get above uh, and and especially with the way the series went it was it was difficult to, to get a sniff so um that would be a huge aim and i think that's something that i'm really looking to to, to try and put a place but it's uh, again it's the same for every one of the 37 selected isn't it that's they've they're all get they're all stepping foot on that plane to to try and get into that test 23 so you know, we're all in the same boat, and it's just who's who are going to be the lucky ones, or who can show a bit of form, or, or carry that goal. Who can who can stay in, who can stay fit as well? That's going to be a big thing before oh, before huge. the actual play. Absolutely huge. I mean, you've got five rounds of Premiership left, and you know, yeah. I mean, God, yeah. yeah that's um, that 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 must always be a concern. Um, I think I'll finish with this because I said five minutes, and I've got to do bath bath time. You've got to do bath time, so. <laughs> 
where where better to end than Mike Phillips, who said today or yesterday, I think, if you're worried about becoming a lion, you're not a lion. Lions, no. Classic Mike Phillips quote. I know. I'm you... gonna say that sounds like Phil. That sounds like Phil's. Yeah. <laughs> When someone read that to me, I laughed. Um, <laughs> in your heart of heart, did you actually know? Were you pretty confident? Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah. Look, I, I, I was. I felt like I, I certainly felt like I'd done enough, and I felt like my form was good, sort of thing. Whereas, probably four years ago, I felt like I was not not picked on a bit of a reputation, but I felt like I, I, I there there were stages in that sort of leading up to the to the selection and, and maybe 18 months before where I was in much better form than when I was selected. So it was a really nervous wait and a really sort of, you know, wait to see if your name's called out and really anxious. Whereas today was a little bit more confident, but also not, not confident in being named, but confident that I'd done more for my cause, if that makes sense. So it was like, well, if the, if the coaches didn't decide to go down that route with me, then I was like, well, do you know what? I'm quite at ease with that because my form has been really good kind of done a huge amount more and that's fine so I was I was fairly confident because I, I felt like I'd done my cause a lot of good but I, I suppose until your name is called out especially with you know especially with the the, the high profile emissions that um, yeah. that have been left out in the, for this tour um, you, you're definitely never never secure so uh, yeah always always fairly confident that I've done I did enough but like you said you never you're never 100% sure until you, until you get called out I'm absolutely delighted for you and delighted for your family too. So um, go well, enjoy the rest of the season, and I hope to see you playing in South Africa in the tests. Fingers crossed, mate. Thank you. Anything you need, just give us a shout as well. Northampton Saints have got a couple of fine gentlemen, haven't they? they Fine human beings. Yeah. uh, Dan Bigger is remarkably kind with his time, considering everything that he's got on. I can only imagine the amount of stuff that he's had uh, had to do today. Well, I think that's testament to um, to you, mate, because you didn't have to say yes. And it, and he, oh, he did. He, he did. <laughs> well, oh, I wasn't taking a no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, fair play. I really enjoyed, uh, genuinely, really enjoyed sitting and listening to those two chats. Really did. Yeah. What I, a guy. What a guy. Um, I've got a list for you. Yeah, go on. Okay, I'm going to read this to you now. Uh, give me two seconds. So I pull this up. Um, this is great podcasting, isn't it? This uh, dead space. <laughs> nothing, nothing is better. Dead air is a crime. <laughs> uh, here we go. So, I'm going to read you a list of lads who were not taken. So this is this is my 15 of the unselected. Hey, listen oh, to okay. how good this team is. Okay, Genge, McNally, Sinclair, yeah, Gray, yeah, Ryan, mm. Underhill, Navidi. My word. Oh. Billy and the Stutzy Stander can't even get in the in the not taken fifteen. Well, get this: Williams, Sexton, or Ford, Sexton or yeah, Ford, Sexton or Ford. You could you could play a Ford Sex, Sexton axis and Stockdale, Tuolangi, Ringrose or Slade. Wow, May, mm. Keenan. Wow, wow. So yeah, I, which one of those do you feel? Because I mean, you you've got to be excited for every name that was called out, and you've got to feel a tinge of sadness for the people that missed out. That said, there will be there will be half a dozen people that are part of the squad 
at least I would imagine between either between now and the tour, the tour actually happening or during the tour, obviously with injuries. But who on that list that you just mentioned there do you feel most sympathy with if you had to pick one? Sinclair would be mine. Okay. I mean, do I? I feel this, there's two ways to look at this. Do you feel sympathy with them because they should have gone or would you have taken them? So I do feel sympathy for him because he obviously went last time. He was a very young man when he went last time, wasn't he? He was a bit of a, he was, he was the bolter actually. Yeah. And also in the World Cup final against South Africa, he went off injured really early, so we'll never know what how he might have got on. And I, he I, does he make a material difference? He probably I don't know. The answer is I, I I don't know. Anyway, I would just say this: since he's gone to Bristol, it's rare that you go from a club which was struggling when he left Harlequins into an environment like Bristol. He's doing well, but is he setting the world alight? Not really. He doesn't look quite as devastating in his club game. I don't think he has for, well, certainly his last season in Harlequins as he does in the international game. So I don't know how you read that, whether you say, okay, he's had a few good England performances, we should definitely take this guy, or do you look at his club game? Because if you did look at his club game, they probably have made the right decision. And that's a tough one to take for him because we know what what a good player he is. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he was very... Humble in uh, in the little tweet he put out and wished wished the guys the best and said I'm clearly he didn't he said I'm extremely disappointed, but um you know I'm I'm going to focus on what I can control and I wish all the best to the guys there and there's a good chance he is next cab off the rank if Porter Ferguson or uh, Furlong go down there he is so um but the one I, f- I think I feel most sympathy for is. Probably on form and on how they've been playing, I think Henry Slade. Yeah, Slade's good. Slade looks like a lion. He sounds like a lion. He does. Just he everything does. about him is liony. But it's Johnny May. Not because, I mean, I didn't pick him in my squad. I picked the same back three that Warren Gatlin did. But just because the drop off in his performance in a year, one year ago, or the World Cup. Him and Cheslin Colby were the two wingers in a World 15. Well, it's not just him who's in that situation. James Ryan has been in everyone's, yeah. not just Lions squad, but probably their starting Lion. Yeah, ever, since the, ever since New, New Zealand tour finished, everyone was saying Itoji Ryan, second row. Ryan, maybe captain. Yeah. Maybe captain. Yeah, you're right. And so, But to go from being the best winger in, Northern Hemis- in the Northern Hemisphere a year ago, to being not in the Lions squad, I, I, I've got a feel for Johnny May. Yeah. The one thing I love about Lions, and it's really starting to... Uh, it's, I'm really starting to get Lions fever now. Now, that isn't a variant of COVID-19. Um, it's just how I feel about the Lions. Uh, is every squad has a hierarchy. Every squad. Leicester Tigers, Sales Sharks, England, Wales. There is no hierarchy in the Lions because every one of these guys expects to play. Yeah. It's not like you go in and, like, I am the starter here. Because... I mean, Owen Farrell might think he's the starter. But I'm telling you now, Dan Bigger definitely thinks he's the starter. And if you don't, if you think that Finn Russell is happy to play second fiddle, well, think again. One of those guys has to be a backup. And one of those guys won't even be starting. That's the fascinating part. Forget mm. the nationalism part. That's boring. It's the who starts. Like you know, there is no room for stepping for a backward step. Forget the backward step in the Test match in training. And I think that's a, that might be a little bit why as Courtney Laws hinted earlier, that yes, it's the training's tough, but it's not quite as intense as, as international. Because uh, that competitive edge, when you get the most competitive people in four countries all 
fighting each other for one spot. You can imagine they would. Mate, I would they, they would. Act, they would legitimately. And I'm not knocking this. This is this is the mentality you have to have to get to that level in the first place. They would want to take. Well, they would. They would want to take their opponent out, or, yeah, well, or at least manhandle them. Wales in the World Cup where they did terrible. Not this. Not the last one. Not one before that. The one before that. Right. 2011. Yes. They were staying in France, and they well, obviously they were. Everyone was, and they were cycling to and from the centre of. I think they were in Nice, were they, or somewhere? Anyway, if that was Lions, and I was on the Lions tour, and if someone, I'd be cutting brake cables. <laughs> yeah, I, go on, mate. Just go good on the hill. Go as fast as you can. <laughs> I'd be locking their doors. I'd be cutting the toes off their socks. Exactly. I'd be the worst tourist. Yeah, exactly. But I want to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, elsewhere in that back line, isn't it? There's not. The the, the centres we've already discussed that was that was the main sort of talking point. Everything else was not too not too much of a surprise in the back line. Just it just even it, on a day when actually no rugby actually happened, the the level of attention, the level of excitement, the enthusiasm, the passion, tradition, history, all of those things. It's one of those days that, as you say, I think Lions Fever's right. You yeah. You kind of fall in love with the game a little bit more. And, and the, the last thing I'll say on this, um, the best part of the part, part of the day is not the announcing of the team. It's the reaction of the teammates to their mate going. That, yeah. that is, that's the best part. It's not even the reaction of the guy right. going. Sometimes they expect it. It's how right. happy their mates are to, to, see, to see them go. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And again, oh God, I can't stop thinking of Johnny May because he would have been... You know, as as a, as a as a mate and a teammate, he would have been really happy for Chris Harris and Lewis Rees Summit. Mm. But then he's ah, oh, devastating, isn't it's it? It's cruel, isn't it? It's cruel, but that's the, that's sport, isn't it? And that's the way these guys are wired. Yeah, they're absolute winners. Do you know what? If I had a Lions tour on the line, and I've got five more Premiership matches, don't think I'm playing those Premiership matches. <laughs> you said that before. Not yeah. a hope. Yeah, you Not said that happen. before. Like, yeah. Um, what, when was it you said that about Courtney? Don't play. Don't play. Courtney was a man who played against each other, didn't they? Before, before the Six Nations. Uh, no, the no. Nations Cup or whatever. The, it was. the Autumn Nations Cup. That's right. Yeah, don't risk twenty grand a game. Don't do it. Just, just say no. Just say no. No one's going to blame you for it. Fill up your pension. You're right. Well. That's the way they're wired, as we've heard. Fair play on getting those two interviews. Um, Let's wrap this pod up then. I'm looking forward to seeing what Phil has to say at the weekend. Between now and then, a quick reminder, we're going to be at the North North Dorset Sevens. Go to the North Dorset Sevens. Just Google North Dorset Sevens. Get yourself a team entered. Get yourself a ticket to come along for the weekend. Patreon.com slash eggchasers. We'll put up the details of how to get your ticket for the live show. Uh, Thank you for your support there. We're on Twitter. Me and JB are going to keep putting up videos on YouTube. In fact, let's get Courtney Laws and Dan Biggers' videos up on our YouTube channel. Let's do that. Yeah, Absolutely. We'll, we'll Lucky get, I recorded them both. Yeah, we'll, we'll get those up on the YouTube channel. Uh, so go and subscribe there. Egg Chasers on YouTube. Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Uh, thank you for listening. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.